0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt.
1: Okay, cool. Hook up.
0: <laughs> I thought you were like pissed at me for a second. <laughs> this is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. We're here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in 15, 30
1: minutes. <laughs> Matthew.
0: Quite the week. This Quite week? the week. Let's get right
1: yes, into sir. it. Let's jump into Big Ten play after a sluggish first half uh, that included a Indiana defensive lineman kicking the ball out of a referee's hand That's, to prevent a that was nuts. How's
0: that? to prevent a
1: score right before the half? Yeah,
0: how's that legal? That can't that, be legal.
1: Well, and then they're yeah, not reviewable. No, yep, can't reset the clock. Can't like, excuse me, what? Then they were you know, Herb Trees out there tweeting, Michigan's got to do better in the red zone. Um. Yeah, homie. It would be great if they uh, couldn't just kick the ball like head. wherever they wanted to. So either way,
0: not that it wasn't. Wolverines
1: find a way to survive I mean, at home, thirty-one to twenty. Uh, use their kicker more than they should have needed to. Ohio State. Speaking. Speaking of adults in the Bro. room, needed overtime in College Park, a daunting stadium of about forty thousand high school fans. To defeat Maryland, 52-51, Penn State took care of business over Rutgers, 20-7, Big Cats took down the Golden Gophers, 24-14, Nebraska and Sparty in just an absolute 9-6 thriller. Man, oh man, that's a great (laughs) use of three and a half hours. Iowa dominated Illinois 63 to nothing and Wisconsin and Purdue go to triple overtime as the Badgers prevail 47-44. Evan, your takes on the Big 10 play over the weekend.
0: I mean, we saw a lot of ugly games in the Big 10. We also saw a lot of ugly games, you know, across the nation like Alabama went into halftime tied 10-10 against Cheryl. Sure. now not to say Alabama didn't come back and crush them but um real ugly play you know I think Ohio State and Michigan both I mean I if I'm a Buckeye fan I would be more concerned about Ohio State's performance at Maryland than I am as a Michigan fan concerned about the performance against Indiana okay. however I you know both teams probably suffering a bit of the old look ahead sure thinking we can just coast through this game and then like, oh, crap. Turns out they can play some football, too. It turns out they're D1 teams. Um, so, you know, these things happen. Both teams survive. I think, I don't know, I a lot of people I felt like were giving Matt Canada a lot of heat on Twitter for and, you know, elsewhere yep. uh, for the decision to go for two. Although I have to say, I mean, I completely agree with it. Their defense had not been stopping Ohio State's offense at all. You know, was our, to going into overtime, I believe it was 41-41. So I wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence that my defense is going to get a stop. Why not give it a shot? And, I mean, I think Matt Canada validated, you know, they call this a little bootleg rollout. Uh, and you had a guy open in the end zone. Yeah. that uh, quarterback just doesn't make the throw.
1: Fair. And, you know, if it works, you're a genius. And if it doesn't, you get the reaction that you get. I don't know. We, we've seen, to me, a shocking amount of coaches do this. In West Virginia did it two weeks ago. Oklahoma State did it last week against Oklahoma. And then you see Maryland against the Buckeyes in overtime this weekend. Now, I agree, it did seem like they drew up the, white, the right play. The Maryland receiver was wide open in very unfortunate throw. But at the same time, though, the old school part of me is kind of like, hey, just kick the extra point. Let's go into another thing. Anything can happen. You can get a turnover. You can get a fumble. You can get anything can happen. Yeah. So if the game's still alive, you still have a chance. If you miss it, it's over and you lose, which they did. So I, I don't know. I. Maybe it's, that's just like we've had a couple of high-profile games where West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State have been in these overtimes, and they've gone you know, in different directions depending on who you are. But just to me, a lot of going for two instead of keeping the game going, which is an interesting deviation from at least what I'm used to watching.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I will say another thing we saw this weekend, you know, uh, real quick, Michigan State's offense. Yeah. Just disappointing that defense. That defense is really good, but you know what? Uh, D'Antoni said in the, or excuse me, D'Antonio said in the press conference. No. Uh, he was like, you know, I told my guys we can't start pointing fingers at each other, which I think is implying like defense play, defensive players. You cannot start bl- blaming the offensive players. Like there's things you could have done better. I think that's a damning indictment of Michigan State's offense and where the program is as a whole.
1: Oh, really? I think that's fair to say out loud. It's like people are going to jump to that anyway, so let's get let's get ahead of this.
0: I mean, I think it's one thing to you're... say in a press conference. I think it's another thing to say in the locker room to your team.
1: So you'd rather him do it in a press conference than not to the team?
0: Because uh, I think if he doesn't say it to the team, it's implied that like I don't have to say it to my players because they all know like the defense could have done some things better, too. Sure. But I think if you're saying it to your players, that means you're concerned about it. Eh to me um, su- to to me suggesting these problems might last a little bit longer than the last game and possible
1: bowl game for the Spartans. But that's just- sure. They to work on offense. I don't think that's a big secret that he's like revealing there. So, let's talk about what we actually want to talk about, which is the game this weekend. Columbus, Ohio. Well, we have number 4 Michigan lining up against the number 10 Buckeyes. The spread in this game is three and a half in favor of the Wolverines. Evan, let's let's go right into it. What's your what's your take? What's your what are your So I mean, I'm,
0: you know, I'm taking Michigan. Yep. I think I'm a little surprised by that spread. To be honest, I thought it would be a touchdown or sir. I know it's a rivalry game. I know it's in Columbus, yeah. but uh, you know, we're talking about a team that in the Buckeyes that gave up 41 points, 51 to a bad. Well, yeah, I guess 41 in regulation, 51 uh, by the time overtime was over. That defense is not very good. And Michigan's offense, albeit struggled this week against Indiana, you know, needed – what was that kicker? For his first start, Moody. Yeah. Set, you know, 6-6 six of six field goals, which, by the way, is a school record. Good for him. First start ever. Um, You know, needed that kicker a lot. You can't be doing that in Columbus, but, you know, I think – They've really hit, they, the Michigan offense, has really hit their stride towards the end of this year. Yeah. And then with that defense, I I don't know. I mean, like, it seems to be Ohio State kind of lives and dies by big plays. Mm hmm. Which
1: is not a great recipe for But they found a way to make them against the Wolverines in the last decade. True. True. I wouldn't count that out. The game being in Columbus definitely gives me anxiety. So. I too am a little bit surprised by the line, but that, that's what I was kind of this rivalry game. I, I could easily see the game coming down to three points in, in either direction, and wouldn't be shocked. Michigan does need to be more, come up with more in the red zone. Can't go six for six on field goals. We've actually seen that against Ohio no. State, and it doesn't uh, doesn't bode well. So they're going to need some conversions there. I'm anxious to see what the prognosis is on Chase Winovich as we move. Throughout this week, it is good to have Rashawn Gary back for that defense. But Winovich plays as influential, if not more influential, role for for the Wolverines, so that'll be something that'll be closely looked at throughout.
0: I think like fifteen minutes ago, Winovich posted on Instagram something like those who to those who predicted my demise, I'll be back. Now, that's not saying I'll be playing in Columbus, but I don't think you make that post if the prognosis is bad.
1: Well... I mean, you're always getting a bet on yourself. You're always going to be back. He's going to go to the play on Sunday. So, right. Are sure. you back next year or are you back on Saturday? I don't know. Saturday seems unlikely based on the way that his season ended, but uh, you never know. So, we shall see. Certainly going to be one of the more highly anticipated highest State Michigan Absolutely. games in the last decade. Very much looking forward to watching on Saturday.
0: What would you put the over-under at if you had to bank it?
1: 56
0: 56 interesting 28 apiece. I was going to I was going to say mid to low 40s
1: Really I just think you know, with what Ohio, Ohio State With what Ohio State's given up this year I think you got to anticipate more
0: That's fair You know
1: I am thinking 28-28 is a tight game a blowout would be 35-21 in the sense of this rivalry I know that that's only two touchdowns Yeah 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 35-21 yeah. For one team or the other, and you're like, man, that game's really not that competitive. So more than that, I think we'd be shocked, right? Like a 42-14, fourteen, you'd be like, oh my goodness, what what's going on?
0: I guess I would just be surprised if Michigan gives up that many points.
1: Ah, Buckeyes are talented. I, I would, Haskins you know, I don't, I don't count them out. Bad, I agree. I, that's fair. That's fair. So I don't know. Maybe closer to fifty. I wouldn't go as low as forty, but we'll see. Stay tuned. All
0: right. Toe meets leather at noon on
1: Saturday. Can't wait for that one. Let's jump into Maction. Ball State over Western in overtime. Another 41-42 final. Toledo rolls over Kent, 56-34. Bowling Green topped Akron, 21-6. And to me, in just two absolute weeknight shockers, Buffalo and NIU both lost on the same night. Two teams that to me were on a collision course to meet in the MAC Championship, Buffalo got s-
0: not a shocker. If you listen to my analysis, yeah. If Just only if Ohio. only they could hear you
1: talking off wax about who's going to play in the uh, MAC Championship, it'd be unbelievable. Our listeners would be confused. Um, Ohio stomped Buffalo, fifty-two to seventeen. Like their third-string quarterback was in. And Miami, yeah, you know, prevailing over NIU, thirteen to seven. I I was on my head looking at that. Like, what's happening? Yeah, I
0: think. You know, start. I'll start with the Miami and yeah. game. Uh, much closer. You know, it was really sealed in the. Th- it was honestly a bit of a snoozer, uh, as the score might indicate. There's no scores in the first quarter. There's no scores in the second quarter, and the only score in the third quarter was a pick six by Miami cornerback Jaden Rucker Furlow, I believe was his name, uh, which really sealed it. But uh, not a whole lot of offensive action. use quarterback Marcus Childers, you know, just didn't really have the kind of games that. We've seen him have uh, throughout the season had his worst QBR since a loss to Utah Mm -hmm. in September. You know, I think both teams just kind of – it was just meh game. Like both teams were well under their average for yards per game. I think there was like 570 yards total in the game. Either way, way, it's a huge win for
1: Miami, though. They are coming on at the end of the season, absolutely coming on.
0: I guess just like going forward, I don't know how – not how sustainable their momentum is, but I don't know how much to interpret from this win just because, like, the, taking that pick six, for example, I really think that was a more of a mistake on Childers' part than quality defensive Miami play. Um, although, I, I suppose you got to give him some credit. He did pick the ball, take it back to the end zone. But no, uh, Miami Redhawks looking good. Gus Ragland putting together, I believe he's a senior, putting together... Heck of a second half to a senior season.
1: But wins this weekend by – sorry, this week by Buffalo or NIU seal. NIU's in the MAC ship, and then if Buffalo wins, they're in. It's if they lose to Bowling Green, then it depends what Ohio and Miami do. If both Ohio and Miami win, Miami is in because they have the head-to-head. If Ohio wins and Miami and Buffalo lose, then Ohio is in. They have the tiebreaker against Buffalo, and then Miami needs – Miami just needs just Buffalo. Just Buffalo to lose. Loses. Buffalo loses Miami then. Right, got you. Yeah.
0: I just can't – Buffalo's playing Bowling Green. Bowling Green has three I, wins. I
1: know. Like, so I would I love OU to be in there. I just –
0: OU, your hopes aren't dead. They're just not very good.
1: Agree. Agree. <laughs> big, big, <Falcon laughs> uh, big, big Falcon fans in Athens, <laughs> Ohio. Big, big Falcon fans. Yeah, so, absolutely. Looking absolutely. forward to Maction this week. Let's dabble in national news a little bit here. We have some moves on the coaching carousel, Evan. Going in Bon Voyage, Mike McIntyre's been fired at Colorado, Everett Withers at Texas State, and Brad Lambert has been relieved at Charlotte. In the biggest shakeup of the weekend, though, your Kansas Jayhawks have hired Les Miles. Love it. Takes on the carousel as we stand here November 18th.
0: I love the Les Miles. Hi. Really? Um, Okay, I
1: don't. Say why.
0: I think he's a great coach. I think he was fired from LSU essentially for not being Nick Saban. I don't know like what else you really – I mean, LSU wanted him to beat Nick Saban. He couldn't beat Nick Saban, so he got fired. I somewhat understand the frustration. I also don't understand it from the standpoint of Nick Saban is the best coach currently in mm-hmm. college football. Potentially the best college football coach I'll see in my lifetime. I don't really think it's realistic to be like we're going to fire this guy and find someone that can ha- beat Nick Saban because no one's been able to do that. So
1: Lawrence Kansas, though, to I, me I just doesn't seem like fire. a good fit for less. He is too weird to fit in with that vanilla culture.
0: I guess that part I don't necessarily disagree with. I think it can help energize their recruiting. Getting you know, he's big name. Like how, um, how many years also, do you see less miles at like Kansas
1: for? I'm like, no way
0: is this longer than two. No, I think I think they're going to give him three to five. No, I
1: think he's going to try to do well and try oh, to bounce. Uh,
0: and then- I don't think they're
1: going to fire him. Maybe Jeff Long is the only thing that gives them some credibility. I, I don't to know
0: me. if you can bounce after two because I don't know how successful you can Depends, do what, the they do. Depends what they do. Depends what they do. Sure. I think the real key will be if Les Miles can get the Kansas team to play defense, they'll be the only team in the conference that actually plays defense, and <laughs> that could be dangerous <sighs> in the Big 12. Fair. That's actually what I'm most looking for. So to. Kansas
1: is the only school in the country right now with a basketball and football head coach who have both won national titles.
0: How about that? How about that? Wow. That's a fun fact. Wow.
1: Other fun facts. Virginia, in rivalry week will face off against Virginia Tech. This is particularly important for the...
0: Ho- is that Mata, not the head coach of Ohio State? Sorry to interrupt. No, he's not. Oh. Well, that explains that. Sorry, you were saying... Did he win a
1: ship? No. Didn't he win they may-
0: uh, when Odin Greg Odin was on no. the team? Before he went to the Portland Travelers?
1: No? Got to fact check our basketball. I'm saying no. but Someone tweet
0: him. us. Yeah, clearly it's not a college basketball podcast. Virginia
1: Tech-Virginia. Rivalry weekend. Particularly yes. important for the Hokies. If Virginia Tech wins, then they will make up a game that was canceled earlier this season due to Hurricane Florence on December 1 against Marshall. If they lose, though, both teams have agreed they will not play December 1. It's important for the Hokies because if they win this weekend, then they become bowl eligible if they also defeat Marshall. This is relevant. Virginia Tech has not missed a bowl game since 1992, longest bowl streak in the country currently.
0: Yeah, they're hurting right now. Uh, my t- my thought on this is, it's actually a very interesting bro move by Marshall. I, I agree. Like, I get why yeah. they don't want to play six, but they're like, "Yeah, man, we'll play and lose to you." Like, no,
1: <laughs> like right? We'll help you out.
0: And like, I mean, I don't know if you're a Marshall player, it's got to be someone. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Like. You're basically making me go through the motions just so we can lose. Like, there's no well there's no reason to play this game it, for Marshall. I mean, for Marshall, there's the There's there's money them. too. Right.
1: There's about a there's right. about a mill that they're gonna get from Virginia Tech for playing. So
0: I don't disagree, but it's not like they want it that bad because they're not gonna play if well, uh, Virginia Tech doesn't need the game. Yeah,
1: true. So the week thirteen rankings are out, moving in the wrong direction. Syracuse down seven after its loss to Notre Dame. Uh, Iowa State also down seven to number twenty-five. West Virginia falls to number five after their upset against Oklahoma State. Moving in the right direction. A couple teams made some mediocre moves. UCF up to number eight. Hello. And Kentucky moved up three spots. Utah moved up three to number 17 and 18, respectively. Medium Big Cats. Continue to roll late in the season. They're up four spots to number twenty. Mississippi State moved up three to number twenty-two. And welcome to the party. Welcome back to the party, Pittsburgh. Welcome to the party for the first time since the nineteen nineties. The Army Black Knights, nine and two, come Love in that. at number twenty-three.
0: Man, that post Ahmad Bradshaw life. Not that bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think the ranking is. Totally fair. I love it. Yeah. I, what is your... So we got some mixtures. We got a three-loss team as high as the number 11 team in the country right now. Texas, in fact, moved up two spots to number 11. In the top 10, we have an LSU squad that is tied for eighth at 9-2. and two, two losses. Big Cats. Yes, they're hot in the second half of the season. They have four losses, though. Mississippi State, four losses. Yeah. Pittsburgh, four losses. All the teams in the top 24. Stay or go? What do you think? So, the team I want to talk about, Ohio State. <laughs> I like, no, I, I, I got no comment.
0: I, I, <laughs> I got no comment because I got to talk about the Buckeyes. What are they doing at 10? They don't deserve to be there.
1: Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I, 10 seems high. Look at the teams behind them, though. They would beat everybody, they would allow them to score. 50 points. I kind of think it's like that, you know used to play NCAA and you can go into challenge mode and just kind of like practice with a superstar and do like, yeah. yeah you have yeah, this yeah. quarterback and he's going to do this like throwing competition and hit targets and throw in the run and practice Hail Marys and whatever. Or you go to those like situation things where it's like, you are Cordell Stewart in the Colorado game and your objective is to throw a Hail Mary against Michigan in 1993. So yeah, this is like, it's 2018. Your goal is to score forty points against the Ohio State defense. <laughs> Ready, to go. So they give up forty points every week to everybody. I mean, are they going to lose to Texas, West Virginia, Florida, Utah State, or Penn State? No, they already beat Penn State.
0: I don't know, dog. If uh, Penn State got a second crack at them, dude,
1: the next week. stop I'm it. I'm not sure. Stop it. I'm not sure. No, the game would be the same thing. It'd be a shootout. It would be forty-nine fifty-two. The Buckeyes would prevail. I don't
0: know. And then also West Virginia. I don't know if. I think uh, that game would be like (laughs) 95-99, but I wonder if West Virginia has enough in the at least offensive gas tank to uh, outlast them.
1: Sure. This is my take. While we're on polls, I want to mix some here with uh, Tweet of the Week. One nominee I have is, uh, we're just going to bring it back for old time's sake because it was so good, but the... Mentioned, but also just the picture of Tom Herman's wife in the okay, cool, hook'em.
0: Dude, loved
1: sure. it. Loved That it. That was just like a boss move of boss moves. Wow. I mean, great, great response to an absolutely absurd situation. It, info-wise, this was also posted on Twitter tonight. The coaches' poll doesn't release until week 15 what their ballots are. Mm-hmm. Some fun highlights from week 13. Tongue-in-cheek here. Nick Saban has Clemson number one over Alabama. Which of these do you think is most likely to be true? Nick Saban has Clemson number one over Alabama, as he has all year. Mike Leach has Washington State at number four, or Justin Fuente has UCF at number three.
0: One of these is real, the rest No, of them?
1: I'm asking you. There are, none of them are real, which is most likely. To be, this oh, is, this no. is a future prediction for Got week it. 15.
0: Got
1: it. At week 15, we get to look I can at see,
0: them. Uh, no. That is something Saban all right. would absolutely right, right, do.
1: Right. Put Clemson <laughs> ahead of them. Nick Saban would a hundred percent do that. Right. So of, of these that you think could be true, I would can see that too.
0: Although honestly, I could see all three of them. Right.
1: Right, right week fifteen, we'll have to uh, to yeah. tune in and find out. All right, are you ready to pick them? It's rivalry week.
0: Let's do it, rivalry week. We have uh, last week was ugly for both of us. We tied, kissed our sisters, six and nines. I will say though, Matt, the first week, I believe all season you beat me in the match. Wow, let's go you went, you went uh, three and two, and I went three and three, so congratulations that NIU Miami game really killed me anyway, so looking at this week, a lot of agreement across the board, so starting in the big ten games we agree on, uh, we got Iowa hosting Nebraska spread is seven and a half points in favor of Iowa. I honestly almost took Nebraska in this, but then I was like, "Ah, eh, it's in Iowa." Like Nebraska's been looking pretty okay. Fair, yeah. I was, was
1: factoring the Kinnick effect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that'll be actually be a good game, but I mean, I say that, but Iowa did roll. With yeah, it again. I <laughs> see Iowa winning.
1: I could see Nebraska covering that spread though. Either way, yeah. I see Iowa winning.
0: Uh, then we got. Uh, Northwestern hosting Illinois spread is 18 points in favor of Illinois. I almost took this again, but then Illinois burned me last week. I opted not to. Uh, We're both taking the Cats. Indiana is hosting Purdue. Spread is uh, four points in favor of Purdue. We're both taking Purdue. Penn State hosting Maryland. Spread is 14 in favor of Penn State. If this was at Maryland, I would probably take Maryland. With the points, but it's not. So I'm taking Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Spread hasn't been published yet. So because it's just I, even, we're both taking
1: Wisconsin, home team. So I, I so I can do it. They both are a mess.
0: Oh, yeah, that has been a disappointment, old Wisconsin.
1: Uh, then we got Ohio State hosting Michigan
0: in the game. The, the game. game spread is I think low at three and a half. We're both taking Michigan. Do you have any last words on that?
1: Say what I need to say. Toby's new. All right, new. hopping into Mac. Mac well, we have we one agree disagreement. Agree. In the big
0: day. Oh my bad. Jumping back to our disagreement. Michigan State hosting Rutgers. Spread is twenty six points in favor of Sparty. I'm taking Rutgers. You're taking Sparty. My thought being, uh, they were within uh, this. They were within what thirteen mm-hmm. of uh, Penn State. I think Penn State's better than Michigan State. I think that Michigan State offense as we've seen is inept. I think yeah, they'll score, yeah, they'll win, but I don't think they're going to score enough to cover a
1: 26-point spread. Yeah, I mean, you know my policy with Rutgers, so. Uh, I the the Vegas <laughs> is killing me with the spread. 26 points? Really? Like they're not going to cover right? that right? way. I just can't pick the them this is so.
0: This is 2 weeks in a row I've bet on let's Rutgers, baby. Me. Yeah. Let's let's hope it. So we agreed on every match. Every good Mac luck game. to the Mac this week. So weekend. starting off, yeah, hopefully, good sign for us, hopefully. Uh, Miami, hosting Ball State. Again, no spread published, so just on the face of it, we're both taking Miami. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Western Michigan hosting NIU. Spread is 5.5 points in favor of NIU. We're both taking NIU. Ohio hosting Akron. Spread is 17.5 points. We're both taking... Ohio, and the fighting Nathan Rourkes. Matt, Nathan Rourke got the ball cap all fourth quarter against Buffalo. Yep. I predict he's going to have the ball cap all fourth quarter against uh, Akron. I think the spread is too low. But that's wow, just shade. You heard it here. You heard it here. Bowling Green hosting Buffalo. Spread, fun fact, is 17.5 points again uh, in favor of Buffalo. We're both taking Buffalo. It makes the most sense. Do Vote Buffalo, folks. Uh, Then we got Toledo hosting Central. Spread is 18 points uh, in favor of Toledo. Uh, We're both taking Toledo. I'm assuming you're with the points and not outright. Correct. Okay. And then we have Kent State hosting Eastern. Spread is 11 points in favor of Eastern, and we're both taking Eastern. Yep. Jumping into games of national relevance it's rivalry week folks we're picking a whole lot of games
1: But Get all the rivals
0: we left out some games like i'm not picking the iron bowl where the spread i think was 26 points in favor of alabama no point uh just ain't nobody yeah, yeah. got time for that so this is a a uh just a mere sample of all the rivalry games going on this weekend we got west virginia hosting oklahoma spread is three points actually in favor of oklahoma uh Oh, we disagree on this game. Actually, I'm just noting this now. So, I'm taking West Virginia. I think that spread a little off. I'm surprised that on the road, Oklahoma's favored. Not to say that they're not a great team, but I like uh, the Mountaineers in Morgantown.
1: I like the Mountaineers, too. This is just going to be your standard Big Ten, Big 12 uh, shootout. It's going to go into overtime. Somebody's going to go for two. They're going to miss. So, Oklahoma is going to win either way, either outright or with the points. Wow. Okay. Then we got... Washington State hosting Washington
0: in the Apple Cup. Spread is three and a half points. We are actually disagreeing on this game. We're both taking Washington State. Then we got Florida State hosting Florida. Spread is three points. Uh, we're both taking Florida. Yep. Oregon State is hosting Oregon in the Civil War. Spread is 14 and a half points. We're both taking Oregon State. Virginia Tech hosting Virginia. Spread is four points. Is this rivalry game have a name? Do you know Battle of the Commonwealth or something like
1: that? Got to Fact check that. Like that. I don't. I don't know
0: off the top of my head, though. Fair enough. Well, we're both taking the Cavaliers. We both think Virginia Tech ain't gonna play that extra game against Marshall
1: in the uh, Iron Bowl. Whatever the spread is, we're also both taking Alabama. Fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Fair. Yes. That's not officially on our spread. Well, we gotta. We gotta acknowledge
1: the uh, all the rivalries. Fair enough.
0: Then we have the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss hosting Mississippi State spread is nine and a half points in favor of Ole Miss, or excuse me, in favor of Mississippi State. I'm taking Ole Miss in those points, mostly because it's at home.
1: Really? I don't I don't like the way that uh Ole Miss's defense has looked at all this year. So I, I, I expect Mississippi State to to cover either way. Mississippi State's had some questions on offense, but they're much further ahead than where Ole Miss is at. And they, they've had some glimpses. I think you look at the way that they played against Kentucky. You know they're showing more promise to me than what I've seen from Ole Miss this year.
0: Fair enough. Then we have my favorite rivalry game name: the Holy War, baby! Out in Salt Lake City, Utah, Utes hosting the BYU yep. Cougars. Spread is thirteen and a half points in favor of the Utes. You're taking BYU. I will give you the honors on this last game that we're deciding.
1: So I, I don't like Utah's ability to pull away from teams. I haven't seen them do that all year. We've seen them. They have a great record. They've put together some quality wins this season. But terms of separating, there's not a big like beatdown for them. I, I don't see them go for the jugular when they have the lead, which is what makes me apprehensive about the 13.5-point spread here. I think Utah will win. I don't see them winning, though, by more than two touchdowns. This see them being satisfied with, like, 7, 8, 9, 10 point lead, and kind of figuring out a way to uh, oatmeal our way to the end of the game.
0: I see. I don't know. Now, this is a rivalry game, so, you know, throw the records out the sure. window, blah, blah, blah. But I actually don't know if I agree with that prognosis. I mean, they just beat Colorado last week by 23. We now, fired their Colorado coach. is a dumpster fire. Okay. Uh, they beat UCLA by 30. Another dumpster they beat, fire. Uh, USC. They beat USC by two touchdowns. They beat Arizona by 30 points. Interesting. Okay. Like They do they do have some, I don't know if those are runaway wins, not quite 63 nothing like Iowa just did. Pretty good wins. Um, NIU,
1: though, how they play NIU? Anyway?
0: I am banking on BYU, though, kind of being a dumpster fire and not getting it together even for this rivalry game,
1: which is somewhat dangerous to do. Mm. Well, we shall see, folks. This has been another week of 15-Minute you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And be sure when you're at that water cooler to tell your friends and then have that friend tell a friend. And make sure they hit the subscribe button too. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Gmail at 15MinuteU. Thank you so much, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy Rivalry Week. Until next time, no matter what you do this week, Don't pick him like my brother. And
0: don't pick him like my brother. Happy Thanksgiving! (coughs) (coughs) Long one. I um, am turning off.
1: Three,
0: two, one.